All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Mark Wingfield here alongside Pastor Terrence Williams and Sam King, the producer of our show. And our show is Simple Truth Radio. This is Cutting Edge. And Cutting Edge is a 30-minute podcast that we do a couple times a month. Um, you can follow us live on Facebook. If you, uh, if you happen to be on Facebook right now, and you can comment and um you can encourage us. You can make observations. You can send us questions and whatnot. And, of course, you can also listen to us on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, um, if that is uh, an easier way for you to follow our show. So we're glad that you're with us this evening. Yep, Sam just put the uh, the podcast list right there on the screen. And um, you're, uh, again, welcome to, to follow us. Uh, one of the things we enjoy um, during the, uh, the live streaming is the interaction that we get with you all, which, uh, I'm just noticing here that, uh, Terrence and I were talking about notifications and, uh, I got a notification on the first Baptist page, but for whatever reason, I did not get a notification on the simple truth page, but I'm going to go to the simple truth page and, uh, I'm going to find it. And again, um, that's the best place for you to watch. Um, and because if you get on the Simple Truth page and watch it there, then we can co- uh, get your comments in live time. Um, let's see here. Uh, how are you doing uh, this evening, Terrence? I'm doing well. Um, just looking forward to this discussion. I think uh, uh, as far as, uh, you know, some of the stuff we'll get in, especially the political part, you know, I've um, come to some realizations, you know, not nothing earth shattering that I had never thought of before, but it's just some of the things that I'm seeing is just confirming, you know, some of the, you know, some of the reservations I've had for years, you know, I've gotten more, uh, politically vocal and stuff over the last few years, but, um, just starting to see some very discouraging things that um, mm-hmm. I know we'll hit on. I know we'll hit on, and um, yeah, well, let's 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 go to those things. Uh, what what are you specifically discouraged by? Now, I do need to tell you, Terrence and I do not script this show. Um, we uh, we we usually the day of um, kind of come up with what we're going to talk about, but we don't really share much with one another about our thoughts. But today, Terrence and I did have lunch together. And so uh, some of what we're talking about tonight, we did actually uh, uh, talk about briefly. Um, um, so, so, so when I ask Terrence what he's talking about, I do know what he's talking about, but you don't. So, so Terrence, tell us what you're talking about. What is it that, uh, uh, that's, that's got you a, a little bit sideways? Well, from uh, many of y'all uh, in our listening audience may or may not know that uh, there was a resolution that came out, uh, House H.R. 8404, is called the Respect for Marriage Act. Um, basically, that uh, is opening the door for same-sex uh, marriage and polyamorous uh, uh, relationships, meaning, you know, uh, three, two men and a woman, uh, three men, three women, just there, whatever, whatever constitutes a marriage in their minds. Um, there's an ability now for them to be protected to do that. And ultimately it's going to, uh, impact the church. It may not right away. Uh, I have a friend who just messaged me and said that, 
he was reading through some of it and it said it seems like there's some protections for religious organizations, but definitely not for businesses like bakers or, you know, people that maybe uh, do things for weddings. You know, they might not be able to refuse. But uh, you and I both know that at some point the church is going to be impacted. Uh, but what's got me a little what's got me discouraged is in this bill, you know, 12 Republicans uh, sided with the Democrats to pass this bill. Um, and what's concerning and and I think it would be interesting for you to share what you told me at lunch today about mm-hmm. how uh, how conservatives, uh, 60% of them favor same-sex marriage. So is the Republican Party really, conser- uh, is really seems like they're supporting what the majority of people uh, stand for rather than what we stand for as uh, Christ followers. But mm-hmm. anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, uh, you know, a, pl- a party platform has to be followed in order for it to be a party platform. It's it's discouraging to see Republicans uh, advertise that we stand for this, we stand for that, and they tell us, they try to comfort us as uh, believers to, to get our vote and to give us some assurances that, that they believe in morality, they believe in righteousness, some of the righteous causes we believe in. And it just seems like more and more we're seeing more what is defined as rhinos uh, Mm -hmm. that get get elected and then do not represent the interests of those who put them in office. And uh, to me, it's getting to the point where I really don't care what your label is, whether you say you're a Democrat, whether you say you're a Republican, I think it's high time that we, uh, hold these hold these uh, officials that we elect uh, accountable and you know make them earn our vote rather than just thinking ah you know, take a take a sigh of relief okay we've got a we've got a republican you know we can rest assured that this republican is going to represent what we stand for i think those days are about over i mean from mm-hmm. from uh, from Mitt Romney uh to uh the the Cheney woman that just got uh uh put out of office you know these were republicans uh yet they are were are as liberal as some of the uh, many of the democrats and i think the church as a whole um cannot cannot rest its identity on uh on being on being republican um i think uh, we I have to i think i think we have to hold Whoever it is, you know, whoever it is that's running, whoever it is that uh, speaks to us, maybe if we go to if they come door knocking or if we go to a, where they're speaking or whatever, um, they need they need to be exposed to hard questioning uh, and and being in scrutiny over what it is that they're going to say they they um, represent uh, rather mm-hmm. than just us stamping them as a church saying well we rubber stamp the republican party um we we have to realize that we represent a kingdom and at some point any any uh any party any form of human government at some point is going to uh is not going to represent us fully because we're in a fallen culture 
And unless these are blood-bought believers in those offices, um, we can't fully put our trust in them. And well, it's discouraging because, because, you know, usually you can you can depend on the Republican platform to be more conservative, more in line with the way we feel. And we're starting to see more and more examples where they cross the line and vote right along with uh, the the liberals. And it's, it's, it's really disheartening. And um, I just think we're going to have to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to be a lot more uh, uh, scrutinizing when it comes to those things. Yeah, well, you uh, you said a lot of good things there, and I, I don't know if I can hit on every one of them. But so you know, you said twice there that um, that we're going to have to um, uh, be more and more careful who we put our trust in, and so you know, the whole thing becomes very difficult. You know, the, what the article you're referring to, I read an article a couple days ago. Um, it was a Fox article, and I. Don't know for sure I got the exact number right. Um, if I said 60%, it could have been like 58 or something. But the article was talking about these 12 um, Republican um, politicians that, you know, crossed the aisle. And it was just saying that um, it really wasn't making this connection. I made the connection more myself. But but in that article, it just happened to mention that latest polls uh, say that over half um, and it was close to like 58, 59, 60 percent um, of uh, people who call themselves Republicans um, um, would say that they are no longer um, against same sex marriage. And, and the way I understood it was meaning legally, not necessarily saying they, they think that it's morally right. Um, but uh, when asked if they think it should be against the law. Um, uh, it's a more than people than ever that are even identifying as uh, Republicans um, are in agreement with same-sex marriage. And, and I do think that trend has been going on. I think that's uh, um, um, there's a lot of different reasons for that. I mean, just the continue normalization um, by the media certainly has to have its effect over time, um, even on conservative thinkers. You know, they go from, uh, I can't believe that we're considering, uh, you know, gay marriage to a few years later that we've had it for a while. While, and it's normalized on TV to that desensitization kind of, you know, desensitized where we think, well, I guess it really wasn't all that bad. I guess whatever people want to do, you know. So, 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 so first of all, that was a good thing you, you mentioned, you know, we, we tend to say that these Republicans that are flipping um, are not representing their people. Um, but that's even probably a pretty complex question um, because even those who consider themselves conservatives may or may not really um, uh, hold that line against uh, gay marriage. Um, so, then we have the whole thing. You mentioned uh, something to the effect. Um, I don't know if you said it about Republicans, that certainly not all Republican voters are Christians. Certainly we know that not all Republican politicians are Christians. So, you know, there is a difference in being conservative politically and being a conservative Christian. Um, because, uh, you know, a lot of people that are, uh, for example, um, very strong, um, uh, hardcore supporters of capitalism um, are going to fall into the conservative uh 
category, but that doesn't necessarily mean that morally, when it comes to some of the ethical things in the Bible, that they're always going to agree with. I know people, even in my family, um, that are conservative voters, but they are not Christians, and the gay marriage thing, for example, really doesn't move them. That's not a big thing for them. Now, now they would generally stand against abortion, and uh, and they they are you know pro gun, they are um, pro capitalism, they're for closed borders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which are those are some of the concern. But but on that particular issue, that doesn't really they don't care really one way or another. So. So, so that's part of it what complicates it. And then, of course, there is what you uh, kind of alluded to, the possibility in the future um, that, again, we've talked about this uh, in years past, and I haven't heard much discussion about it lately, but, uh, but maybe this is uh, starting to come again, the possibility that, uh, that a future um, would involve um, a world in which uh, we as pastors um, are actually uh, put in a spot where if we don't perform a uh, same-sex marriage uh, or wedding, excuse me, that we could, um, you know, our church could lose tax exemption status or we could even be fined. The church could be penalized in some other kind of way, maybe that we haven't even thought of. Um, and of course, ultimately even um, be jailed. Those might be extremes um, right now, but we, I agree with you. While I don't see that happening tomorrow, um, um, I certainly could see that happening one day. And um, so, so, you know, there is a little difference in, you know, gay marriage as it exists now, while I don't like it and I don't uh, agree with it, it doesn't cause me, um, I don't have right now a, a, a uh, you know, I'm not tempted to sin or not sin in that particular one. I don't have to make a hard decision, um, you know, when it comes to actually being part of a gay uh, wedding. Of course, that's not a hard decision for either of us either, um, but it would put us right. in a different spot. Uh, we would have to break that law in order to, um, you know, um, by our, our, our conscience and our religious freedoms um, to uh, to obey what we believe the Bible says. So there's a lot of stuff uh, that's that's part of it. Um, but ultimately, I think it does come down to I'm a little bit like you. I'm, I'm not as into politics, so to speak, as maybe you are. But I am more so than I used to be um, because I think that there are really three things that we um, uh, as Christians uh, have a duty to do um, when it comes to fighting laws that we don't believe are good laws. We pray, we speak out against it. And we do what we can within the, the, the rules to get people in the office that we think will uh, vote against those laws. Now, the problem that, again, we're talking about here is what happens when you increasingly lose that power to get the right people into the uh, uh, office. And what I mean by that is you, you made a good point that we need to hold these candidates more and more accountable. Um, which, of course, we know that even when we do that, um, they might flip-flop the next day. Um, but we, 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 we say that assuming that we still have power, um, that, that, that they really care what we as conservative Christians say. And if we become more and more the minority, while they may politely 
cater to us, coddle to us, try to get our vote, just like the Democrat does with the black vote, um, you know, um, you know, acting as if, yes, we really do care because we, they know that you've got, well, they want our vote. And so, of course, they're going to say the things um, when we're there with them. But but increasingly, they're listening to um, more and more a larger group of people that are conservative but don't care about some of these issues. That's 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 why ultimately praying and speaking uh, the truth, I think, is, is even a more powerful tool that we have right now than simply um, the political game. That's not to say the political game is not important. But uh, but I don't think right. that we're going to win um, um, uh, ultimately a war that's fought by the world's standards in a corrupt system anyway. Um, and we know that that's what it is. So while, yes, we should do our best to 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 fight some of this stuff. And I mean, Roe versus Wade being overturned is a good example of why that's important, because it can happen. Um, but, man, I'll tell you, uh, you know, the politicians aren't the ones that are going to uh, to to fix this. And again, if they did then United States would be a very in a very unique position because that hasn't happened really anywhere else in the world, hardly. Most places in the world, um, uh, the Christians live under much more oppressive governments. And, and so, again, I, you know, my hope is not in the government. That's what our, where I'm standing. I heard you say some of that, too. Um, uh, Linda says our victory is not in our government, but in Jehovah Nisi, our banner. Amen. That's exactly what we're saying here. Uh, Dean says we need to get out of the mindset of these things being a political issue and realize it is a biblical issue. Well, they're both. They are political issues, actually. Um, politics is actually a, a thing. And um, that doesn't mean that there aren't some um, laws that um, the, the, the Bible uh, speaks doesn't speak to. The Bible does speak to, to those laws. Um, but they are definitely political issues. And, um, and maybe what Dean is meaning is that they're not a secular um, uh, world and then a biblical world. Uh, all of it is spiritual. And I agree with that, if that's what you mean. But, yes. I, but I mean that there is a, um, the political world doesn't belong. I mean, yes, it all belongs to the Lord. But honestly, um, that, that I think that, that that's that's the world system. And uh, we just have to do our best to uh, uh, to to operate in it. Uh, God gave us government. Um, but, uh, but, but a corrupt government with people that don't vote in the best interest of people and certainly don't care what God thinks. Well, we as Christians just have to do the best we can. Um, we'd be better to change the hearts of the people to vote right than, um, than we would be to, uh, to, to really put off our hope in those politicians. Sorry, I said a lot there. You, you, I don't know. Uh, continue that. What, what else do you think, Terrence? Okay. Um, you know what you said was was good uh, um uh i think you know both of us are lightly involved in some organizations uh city elders being one of them where um basically it's all about the, the vetting process uh getting people to run for uh local elections which really hold a great a lot more weight for us than uh, maybe even the national elections do. Uh, who who's on the school board? Who's on city council? Who's on the board of supervisors? Uh, things like that really can impact us uh, a lot quicker than who's you know, who's the president. So I think it's an important thing. Uh, uh, and I know maybe where Dean's going a little bit as well too is that I think for the uh, the church for a long time avoided politics uh, mm -hmm. like the plague because it didn't want to 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 get into that arena uh, I think much to our 
detriment that we uh, abandon that space. I can understand us, you know, realizing that we are uh, a spiritual entity. We are a kingdom uh, that's trying to influence the world for Christ uh, and also to protect the innocent. You know, that those are the things that that we're about. We're not about political power. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. didn't come here for political power. Uh, he could have many times they wanted to make him king. We know that. And he every time he kind of just disappeared and made his way through the crowd to get out of that 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 situation. Right. So, I mean, um, but yet Jesus cared about the, the, the issues going on and he spoke to them, whether it be taxes or, you know, should we pay taxes, different things like that, how people were treated. And ultimately, you know, what is politics? It's it comes down to the treatment of people. It comes down to how we how we treat each other. So, I mean, we know we know that politics has been given a a a, a, a dirty word and maybe it's the definition of it has changed from year you know, mm-hmm. from years ago. But I mean, ultimately, what what our founders set up in this nation was the people that were elected were a representative of their constituents. So they really um, to get that office, you know, they had to reflect the heart of the people. And I think you touched on it, but I'll continue it. Uh, We're seeing a collective heart of the people that is not uh, we're not in a Christian nation. I mean, Barack Obama said it. And um and, um, you know, it, it wasn't really uh, liked when he said it, but I actually, one of the few things I've ever agreed with Barack Obama is that America can't really be called a, a Christian nation any longer right. as far as numbers go. Um, we were, we were, we were, we, there was a Christian foundation that's undeniable that when we, when we started and many of our founders, you know, the founding fathers were. But uh, we've seen as, you know, melting pot people coming from different places. And let's just be honest, you know, when you have a nation with laws, you know, there's no other entity on the on the earth like America where you actually can come here and have freedom of religion. Um, we had so you can come here and be Muslim. You can come here and be Buddhist. You can come here and practice. There is no national religion where you're going right. to be punished if you are not in that group. So that opens the door for a, you know, uh, a melting, uh, a majority, a ma- that majority starts to, to ebb away. You know, we, we probably have a high, you know, I'd say we're probably still over 50%, 60% of people who would say that they identify as Christian, um, whether that's really walked out in their life is another thing, but, um, that's just, you know, the nation that we're in, that's what you're going to get. And so now we've got values that have changed, you know, values for LGBTQ, uh, though, you know, that's becoming more uh, prevalent. Um, so those those people uh, want to uh, to have relationships recognized by law and um, sooner or later, the desensitized, the desensitization desensitization process that you talked about earlier is going to take a hold, you know, people's heartstrings get pulled. Um, we see commercials, we see, uh, most of our TV shows now have gay characters in them. It's just, just a slow, a slow, uh, uh, way of getting people to accommodate 
those belief systems. And so we're going to increasingly be the ones that say, wait a minute, you know, this is not right. And so, um, you know, ultimately that's going to put us on in, in the minority. And we knew Jesus said that we were going to be in the minority. And so um, it's, it just seems like we're coming, we're, we're, we're slowly inching more and more that way. And if we do mm-hmm. what you said, if we continue to raise our voice and we continue to, uh, to stand for righteousness and, you know, speak the truth in love um, and, and leave the reactions to those who, you know, may not agree with us. Um, it's, it's going to get quite interesting. Um but no, no different than the boys in Daniel three, when they stood against Nebuchadnezzar and refused to bow to the image. Um, you know that day may come for us in one, sh- uh, in one, one shape or form. You know, I don't know what it's going oh, yeah. to be. We'll, we'll see. But yeah. um, you know, we just got to continue to stand and continue to look out for the innocent. Continue to, to share the gospel. Uh, to point people to Christ and, and hope to save as many as we can, knowing that it's going to be a remnant that's saved, but we continue to represent Christ and, and be a light in a dark place. That's all we can do. Well, that's a lot of good stuff. That's a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, we've, uh, uh, you, you've hit some really, really good, um, things again, uh, Terrence, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't consider myself a discouraged um, uh, person. Um, I don't see biblically, nor do I see um, even pragmatically when I look around. I I don't see any promise that that our nation's ever going to uh, have another uh, great revival or great awakening. And you and I have talked about this before. I appreciate people that tell me, well, the Lord told me that we're all coming back one day. And I hope those people are right. Um, I really do. I, all I'm saying is that I don't see that biblically. Um, and um, right. and so I, I'm a little bit wary when I hear people say that they know that America is going to turn back to Christ. Um, I don't see it, um, but that doesn't mean I don't hope for it. Um, um, but what I do see is just kind of what you said. Uh, more and more people really, even when they identify perhaps as Christians, um, well, we talked about it, that even people identifying Christians barely, very rarely do they actually hear, hold a, a, a true biblical worldview. So that's why when, um, you know, a bad candidate wins an election, I, I sometimes see people get shocked on that and, 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 and believe it can't be done honestly. But my thinking always is, well, we've been spending all this time talking about how most people in the world really don't love Jesus. So my thought always is not how could they end up be, you know, voting for that candidate. Uh, my thought always is almost the opposite. Is like, I'm surprised that it's as close to 50-50 as it really is in this country. Because I don't think that we're 50-50 in our, um, you know, uh, you know, as far as evangel- true evangelical Christians. Um, I don't think that, that half of the country truly love Jesus and live for Jesus. Um, so, so what that, again, leads me to believe when we see these races um, so close and we see how divided things are that definitely means that there is a decent uh decently uh number numerable 
Um, I guess uh, that's a bad way of saying it. There is a large number of conservative voters that um, that aren't Christians. Um, or another way of saying it, there, there, there have to be a large number of people that aren't Christians that still vote, vote conservatively. Um, because my thinking is truly, I, I, I don't know if we're uh, um, a, a, a one out of every four Americans is, is truly born again. You know, we all who watch this show for the most part are right here in what's been considered the Bible belt. And while it may not look like a Bible belt anymore compared to the Pacific Northwest, compared to California, (laughs) compared to new England, compared to, um, you know, Colorado, um, uh, you know, we're still, uh, you know, in a great awakening here. So when you look at the whole nation, do you think really Terrence, I mean, you know, I know we can't know the answer to this, but do we really think that even a quarter of the people in the entire nation uh, are, are truly born again. I don't think that 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 that, that numbers. I mean, maybe, maybe. Let's just say it is. Well, if it's a quarter, that that means that there's still another twenty five percent of the nation that isn't born again, but still votes for the Republican platform. So it can't be that it's it's all ethics for them. You know, for us. The, the most important part of that Republican platform has always been the ethical things like uh, Roe versus Wade, like uh, gay marriage, uh, parental rights. Now, that's a big one for us right now. Um, you know, some of those issues are probably even more important. I mean, certainly the gun issue, borders, those things are important, too. But I'm just meaning that probably those ethical issues like that, the, that the, the, the liberal parties are blatantly just disregarding what the Bible says. Those are the things that move us for the most most part, probably. But but that's mm-hmm. probably not the thing that moves um, that other 25% of Americans who are voting Republican. They are more concerned probably, again, with uh, economics and with uh, with some of those types of things, with uh, uh, smaller government control. Um, those are probably the things that move them. And when it comes to things like same-sex marriage, again, Eh, okay, sure, yeah, well, yeah, we're against that too. But it's more just because that's the Republican thing to say, probably, than it is a a deep, heartfelt conviction. And so, uh, what I'm getting at there is, at the end of the day, um, you know, we very well could be at the uh, point where the party is splintering into something um, uh, that that we can't really predict, but is going to one day be almost unrecognizable because, um, you know, you've you, and, and not even to mention the division going on right now with. The, with the Trump and DeSantis and um, occasionally Mike Pence and, and, you know, different people supporting different candidates. It's, it's really um, a, a fairly volatile time right now to be a Republican. Um, but that's why our hope isn't in that. Um, and I, again, that's not to say we don't right. think that that's important. It's not, I agree with you. The church needs to be, um, involved. Um, but I would still, even in that say to a point, um, uh, because that's not my main concern. My main concern is winning people to Christ, not changing Democrats into Republicans. I mean, and, and, and I'm sorry, but that's just, the uh, the, where I have to stand. And that's where I've always stood. And, um, and so anyway, um, well, that was, uh, you know, a lot to, to try to cover there in 30 minutes. We've gone, actually, we're in our 31st minute, I believe, anyway. But uh, yeah. a lot of comments there. Uh, Mike Adams has commented, a nice long comment that I'll have to look at probably after. Romans 1, talking about certainly, um, you know, when you get to verse 18 all the way through 32 of Romans 1, you've got um, the whole, um, uh, you know, the... 
the rejection of the creator, the worship of the creation, the uh, um, uh, the ingratitude that they didn't give thanks to the creator, and then of course uh, the the turning over to the depraved mind, and we certainly see a lot of that going on. And then Linda has had some good comments as well. So um, I don't know, Terrence. I guess uh, that that kind of wraps us up. If you want to give another thirty seconds just to say good night to everybody, yeah. and then we'll finish. Yeah, man, it's. Um, uh... We, our hope is, our hope is much higher than uh, who sits in the White House. We have someone sitting on the throne, and we know that yeah. um, this world is. We have to continue to remind ourselves what the word says is that this world's not our home. That we're sojourners, that we're here on mission, really, uh, to communicate uh, a message that uh, there is hope beyond this world. There's hope beyond the grave. Uh, there's someone who conquered the grave, who defeated death, and. And uh, as now we've now become his children, and um, that's that's really what's important. Uh, human governments are going to they're going to go away, and we're going to have uh, the one who's the government truly sits on his shoulders will be sit, ruling and reigning uh, for the rest of time. So um, Amen. that's uh, that's what we look forward to. Yeah. No, that, that's a good way to wrap it up. So thank you all yeah. for being a uh, part of the live stream tonight. Those of you watching or listening on Spotify or Google or Apple, we're certainly appreciative of you as well. And uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks uh, with another 30-minute uh, uh, cutting-edge edition. Um, until then, uh, Pastor Mark, Pastor Terrence, and Sam King for Simple Truth Cutting Edge.